Welcome to episode 21 of Coffee Pods and Wads. This week's episode is sponsored by Born Primitive. You can use the code COFFEEPODS10 for money off your basket on their website, uh, bornprimitive.co.uk. Um, if you're not already signed up, United in Movement is ongoing. It's a fundraiser for COVID relief. Um, 5150 have put up live announcements every day at like 6 o'clock with the uh, Irish uh, fit people doing the workouts basically uh sam stewart is on tonight at six or this, uh, this evening at six and um, so give that a look thanks to everyone who took part in and shared the tiktok uh that we made last week there's another one up there now the always difficult second album uh go and have a look and give it some support speaking of support like and share everything you can at coffee pods and wads on instagram or you can join up on patreon.com forward slash coffee pods and wads uh patches i've got some new ones due to arrive this week so keep an eye uh, today's guest is Justin Medeiros, the filth, Filthy 150 champ. Um, what a guy. Like His mindset and his personality blew me away. I hadn't really heard that much from him in interviews and stuff, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. He told me afterwards he was pretty nervous uh, beforehand, but this interview is up there with one of my absolute favourites. Um, he's a really nice guy and crazy driven. Enjoy, listen, like, share and tag. Justin, thanks man, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I think... I messed you a good while ago uh, with uh, a clip from I had Sean and Tommy from Talking Elite on, and I I tied you in a story where Tommy was saying like oh yeah he's one to watch I kind of picked him out after Waterpalooza last year, um and I think your reaction to that was like I want to talk to this guy because you were like oh wow God I wasn't expecting that and it's kind of like you yeah. know I was looking back through your your history in the sport and like it's short it's a short history but like it's fairly stacked like yeah yeah had a pretty i suppose it probably doesn't feel meteoric to you because you're working so hard all the time but like from the outside looking in it's like came from like relative obscurity i suppose to fairly high prominence and like you know i suppose we'll get into your training and your performance and stuff in a little bit but it's just to break the ice a little bit, I suppose. Um, do you have you much of a coffee habit? No, I actually just kind of started getting into it. Uh, I never really drank coffee, and then um, I got into college and stuff, and had a lot of homework. So I started going to coffee shops a lot, and I felt bad not ordering anything. So when I, every time I go in, just kind of ask them to surprise me, <laughs> just get something. So I'm still. Still like dipping my toes in the water, trying to figure out what I like. But uh, and if you're at that stage, then like I remember being there, and it's kind of like you're almost drinking it through gritted teeth, where you're like, mm, yeah, just it's fine. <laughs> and then you gradually start to like it more and more. Are you starting to like it more and more yet, or are you still like, oh my god? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. No, definitely. So, would you be uh, like mainstream coffee shops you'd be frequenting in college? Then would it be? Um, no, there's like a lot of like, uh, just small, like coffee shops that are just kind of not too big of chain stuff. Just kind of nice going in there and sitting and do homework. Yeah. I get, try to get something different every time. So I was trying to figure out what I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I just, I'm envious of the position you're in cause I kind of know what I like now. So I'm finished trying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, with, uh, podcasts and you listen to a lot of podcasts. I suppose you probably got a good bit of free time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, I've actually been listening, like what kind of podcasts I've been listening to. Yeah, anything, yeah. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I listen to a lot of like Joe Rogan podcasts, just kind of like, they're so broad, like you can kind of get like anything in there. Like right now I'm listening, or I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's just like a oh, astrophysicist. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just like, 
I don't know anything about that stuff. And just like mind blown, kind of like listen to that, just kind of like learning something new. And he's, something he's got that a very I've never heard of. voice as well. Neil does. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has a couple of uh, podcasts with Joe Rogan. They're like three hours long each. So pass the time with that. I mean, your, your mind will be blown for sure. Do you listen to many sports ones then, or do you try and kind of, is that like work and you, you don't really do that in your spare time? No, I listen to Talking Elite Fitness a lot. Um, I've kind of scrolled through past years and listened to a couple of years just with like, I listen to ones with like Talking Elite Fitness too. And uh, yeah. um, a little bit with uh, Matt O'Keefe, but uh, yeah, I just kind of started, I actually bought like some new books and try to start passing the time. I mean, there's not much else to, to kind of do around here. I mean, obviously still trying to train and uh, yeah. get my fitness in, but there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, it's true. Um, how did you find the sport of CrossFit then? How did you discover it or how did that come about? Um, yeah, no, I've actually been in CrossFit for a long time. I started when I was probably 13, I think. So I was, I was in it for a long time, but uh, I've always been, like, been into sports and like I played soccer and wrestling and football growing up. And uh, my mom actually found CrossFit and uh, she like come home. She's like, oh, yeah, no, like did the workout today like we warmed up it was like 10 minutes and we went home and I was like what like we did a workout in 10 minutes like there's no way like I was like working out some like the high school guys and they're like going to the gym for like hours I'm like a 10 minute workout like no way and I was so competitive I was like all right like I gotta go check this out and like went in did my workout and I mean I was like 13 like I said but I swear this lady was like 80 years old and she like kicked my butt in the workout. It was like a rowing workout. I was like, all right, what is this? Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not used to this. So uh, kind of just like going in there a lot. And at least from there, just kind of fell in love with it. And when you started off then, was that like a, was that a general class or was it like a teens class? Uh, no, I hopped into the general class. Uh, I started in 2013 or 2012. Yeah. I think 2012 I started CrossFit and, uh, the gym that I started going to opened up earlier that year. It was a super small gym, uh, probably like 40 members when, like I, when I started and yeah. uh, just kind of hopped into the normal class. They had like a little like on-ramp program, but um, the gym was just opening. So a lot of their members were new at CrossFit. So kind of just everyone was kind of already in like an on-ramp program, like because they were just starting. So oh, it was pretty thought, cool yeah. to kind of be with that gym i still go to that gym it's uh been around for a while now and do other members of your family do the sport then does your mom still do it yeah no my, my actually uh whole family does it my mom and i have two sisters uh but my mom and one of my sisters they go uh every day no one really competes in it but um i was gonna say yeah they, they, they must they like if they, if they did they must be like once you kind of started kicking up gears they must just be like oh fuck this <laughs> yeah no actually one of my sisters is uh she's we have like a, some local comps like at our gym like the hazing for like uh intermediate athletes that are kind of trying to start competing and just kind of feel stuff out and for christmas actually we uh signed her up and gave her a little card for christmas and she opened it and she's like what <laughs> so we so signed her up she was uh wasn't too happy but she ended up going and have a lot of fun and stuff like that so it was cool yeah i think it's probably the one thing about the sport is it's inclusivity like you know like you say there's an 80 year old woman can well she's probably what like 90 now and she's like sitting at home going <laughs> i handed justin Medeiros's ass in his first work <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know exactly um uh, was there is there a moment then that stands out like in 
in the sport for you, like maybe in the gym or whatever, where you were like, fuck, I'm really good at this? Um, I never, I mean, I still don't feel like I'm, not, I'm at that, uh, that, that point yet. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I like it so much is like, like you get humbled or at least I feel like I do so many times in the gym. I mean, yeah. like I look on like, um, like if like, I'd like retest a lot of workouts, like old games, workouts and open workouts and stuff. Cause I think there is programmed so well and have good tests. And you look at some of the times people put up and you're just like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty cool. And like knowing that like those times are possible and like I can do them and like just trying to go into the gym every day and like figuring out like everything. Like I just recently did uh Karen unbroken with a, with a 20 pound wall ball. And I've been really bad at wall ball. It's been a year building progress. I started out with 104 unbroken and I finally just got 150 unbroken. I was so pumped. And I saw some guy just do 150 unbroken with a 30 pound wall ball. And I was like, yeah, wow. Like, like it's crazy. There's just always so much room for improvement and like, no matter how good you are at something, there's probably someone 10 times better than you. So yeah, I think it's really Fraser, cool about that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. What are your memories of, uh, regionals then? So, Oh, like you had, you're in California first and then things got kind of shifted around and then you were in West and like, so in California, you're up against like Josh Bridges. Like, yeah guys like that and then at west you've got like Fukowski, bridges cole sager cody anderson like at the like at the time were you starstruck or were you just kind of like just go do it it's fine it's just training it's no different or were you like holy shit there's brent Fukowski walking past her yeah no no i was definitely pretty uh i wouldn't say starstruck but i was definitely like in awe i was like wow like i'm actually competing with these guys i wasn't yeah. trying to like fangirl over them i have a i had a pretty good coach at the time and uh he was pretty stern. I'm like, Hey, like they qualified to be here. You qualified to be here. Like you're all athletes. And yeah. that's like how it is. Like you're not here to be a fan. You're here to like have fun and compete. So, uh, having that mindset kind of helped. But I remember for the, the first event, it was, a um, a version of Murph. Yeah. It was like 1200 meter run. And then like 10 rounds of, um, I think it was like handstand pushups, pull-ups and air squats. And it was like something like that. I remember running on the air runner and they have like the cameras out there. And I went back and watched my face is like pale white. Like I'm like looking around at everybody, like as I'm running, like kind of have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, am I running too fast? I'm running too slow. Yeah, like yeah. I had no idea what was going on. And obviously before that workout went out, I was like, had butterflies in my stomach. I think I went to like go puke in the bathroom two or three times. Like I was just super nervous and kind of after getting that first event out, like it, uh, it obviously got a lot better throughout the weekend, but, um, no, definitely. It's, it's still like that when I go to competitions, I mean, thinking like, especially with the new, the, the new sanctionals and stuff, you get put in with all these, uh, big name athletes. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy and cool to be able to go out there and compete with them. Yeah. It's refreshing to hear because usually if you, if you ask a question like that, like people, tend to be a bit like you know oh no it's fine you just compartmentalize and you move on so it's refreshing to hear that you were like oh no i got sick in a bucket and then i started like to... <laughs> yeah yeah no no I man it's just still i mean every time i mean even at the filthy 150 i was so nervous i mean at every event and it's it's like partly it's because like you know you train you put in all this work and like prepared for this moment and like you want to go out there and like showcase like all the work that you've like have done you have like three, three, pretty much three days to do it. And 
just thinking about that like really gets me uh, nervous. It's not so much like competing with these other guys. I just want to go out there and like put my best foot forward and like just show what I've been working on. And that's what kind of gets me all get all the butterflies going. Yeah. Like, so we'll, after regionals then like say fast forward to last year, you perform under the lights in Miami, you catch uh, Tommy Marquez's eye there. Then you take on Granite Games. You're up against the big boys again. Like as the weekend goes by, you're fighting your way to punching your ticket, and then it's like whipped out of your grasp on the last day, the last like two workouts. Like the last was workout that, was that a difficult thing to deal with, or like did that take you a long time to get over, or like how did you handle that? Um. It, it, I, uh, I actually uh, ended up switching coaches right after that March open. So yeah. in uh, April, I got a new coach and Granite Games was in May. And uh, that was only like a two month building time. We were just trying to introduce each other and feel each other out yeah. uh, and stuff. But um, we, uh, but we also set high goals and we know like our end goal is to end up making it to the games. And we really wanted to do that. And being realistic, Granite Games was just two months away. Like you, we're going to train hard, like put our best foot forward, like I've always said, and go out there and compete. And our goal is just to go out there and like go full send on every workout. Like kind of, uh, that was one of the things that like I struggle with is I wouldn't, um, I would start out slow and then try to build pace, but like those short sprinty workouts and stuff, you can't build your pace back. So, uh, kind of all weekend that was just, we like took it workout by workout and, talking about each workout and like how to execute it and how to perform. And that's what we talked about through the whole weekend. And our goal was never to qualify. It was just to perform well in all these workouts. And by the end of the weekend, we're like, Oh shoot, like I'm actually in contention to like get a games qualifying spot after that. And I think just the, the nerves got to me. I was pretty nervous for that last workout. And, uh, I got presented with a weakness, which was sandbags. And uh, I don't know if you, you know what that last workout was. It was like, like 21, 15, nine, like sandbag cleans and like three, two, one legless rope climbs. So it's pretty much a super sprinty event with sandbag cleans. And I got pretty messed up off of it. And my coach was able to like sit me down and be like, Hey, like you got to view this as an opportunity. Like, you know, that sandbags are weakness now, like, and we can go back to work and, hammer them out and make sure they're not a weakness anymore. Like kind of doing the weekend as a learning experience and as yeah. a letdown really helped me get through it. Um, and like, I suppose I've never really talked to anyone that's like, I don't want to harp on about it too much, but like, yeah, no, I've, I've never talked to anyone that's been on, we'll say the other end of a comeback story, like the other side of it. So like, I'm sure like the guy that took third and got the spot, like, probably mm-hmm. stands out as one of his best memories like you know that that like you know oh and I, I was written off and I was the underdog or whatever but it's I suppose it's rare to hear the other person's view of it like the person that that had it and lost it like and I think it's a good way of looking at it like your coach is right you know like that you know okay you're you're you found your weakness sort it out fix it work on it and have it fixed for next year like you know yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely really good. I mean, um, there was a sandbag then at Filthy 150, and I was honestly super excited that it came up because I was That's able to kind of showcase what all the work I did. Yeah, all, all the work I got put in. I ended up getting, I think I got 17th at 
Granite Games in the Sandbag event and ended up getting second at Filthy 150 on the Sandbag event, which was really good to kind of show like all that work is like paid off. And going back to Granite Games, I mean, Nick Bloss was the guy that ended up taking my, uh, or not mine, but, but taking yeah. the games. If you look at his last day, I mean, he had like two first place finishes and was able to, he, I mean, he executed, he did exactly what he needed to do to, to uh, get that game spot. And you can't argue with that. I mean, we're, we're all out there and having fun and all working hard and his work paid off. It was, it was pretty cool to see. I mean, he, he's a good guy and he's able to go to the games and have a, he, if, I think he's been trying to make the game since 2012 or 13. He's been a regional athlete ever since. And yeah. he finally got his first games appearance and, it was super cool to see. Jeez, you're a fucking positive guy. Like, I'd be, I don't know if I'd be able to be like, oh, yeah, it was really good to see if that, like, if, if it was, if someone got that, it's a remarkable mindset you have to be able to say, like, oh, look, that's totally fine and he deserves it or whatever when you're the one that missed out. Like, it's, it's uh, admirable levels of positivity, I think. You know, it's great sportsmanship. I know for sure I wouldn't be able to look at it that way. So it's, it's, yeah, really, it's yeah. really cool hearing you talk about it like that. Um, I suppose you got your your shot at redemption then this year. Like you say, you came over to Ireland. I suppose you finished 32nd in the USA in the Open. Uh, then you mm -hmm. come to Ireland, punch your ticket at Filthy 150. Like, what are your memories of Ireland and that event more specifically, I suppose? Oh, Ireland was definitely an awesome event, and we kind of, it was just right after the Open and stuff like that, and it was the first one of the year, and I knew it was a, a really big event, and my goal kind of going into it, honestly, was like to have fun and uh, kind of see where I was, like, beginning of the season, and I was actually signed up for, like, eight more sanctionals. This, my plan was to do one every month until I was able to kind of punch my ticket, you and uh, one or the other. you kind of went there and yeah and and my uh my coach was uh able to come with me he uh actually came to ireland which was really cool and that was the first time he's able to see me compete in person so it was really cool and uh having him there was a huge help but uh like you said he took each workout work up i work out and by the end of the weekend i was kind of in that and i uh and had that invite spot to get my ticket and it was pretty cool. I mean, the whole weekend, each workout, I was like, all right, this is the one that's going to, like, take me out. Like, this is the one that take me out. And I was able to kind of stay at the top of the leaderboard throughout the whole weekend with consistent finishes. And it was super cool. And going to the last workout, uh, just talking about the wall balls. Wall balls were a big weakness for me. And that whole workout was wall balls. It was three clean and jerks, 99 wall balls or something like that. Yeah. And then three clean and jerks. I was like, getting pretty nervous about like this is gonna happen again like i'm in a games qualifying spot and then might get taken out if i have a bad finish and my coach never let me look at the leaderboard so i i knew i was in you had a rough idea where you were but you weren't sure. yeah i knew i knew i was like had a game spot i didn't know like how big of a lead i had or or, or what had to happen but in the in the back all the guys are talking about doing all their wall balls unbroken and all this stuff and i'm like I'm like the 30 pound wall wall that goes to a 20. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. And uh, three, two, one, go. I did the clean and jerk, started going on my wall balls. And I remember at like 25, the ball was like lopsided and it dropped. I was like, shoot, like picked it up again, kept going. I think I dropped like three or four more times. And I didn't look around, but I was just like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's happening again. It's happening again. And I turned around after I finished the wall balls to do my clean and jerks. And I saw other athletes that were on the, on the bar already. And I, kind of got through it, finished my clean and jerks, like crossed the finish line. And my coach was like, like, you did it. Like, heck yeah. Like you super pumped. And 
I was like, I thought I was so far in last because I yeah. dropped my wall ball a bunch. Like I turned around and guys were already finning jerking, but it turned out there was just two guys in front of me and ended up getting third overall in that event. It was, uh, it was definitely really cool. I was kind of in shock and definitely was not expecting to do well in that event, let alone win the filthy 150. It was definitely an experience I'll never forget. It's cool. Like the, like, like you're very you're a very human athlete like you know because th- those thoughts that you're having are the same thoughts that i'd have on a tuesday night in the gym like where i'd be doing something <laughs> I'd be like oh you fucking idiot why did you drop the wall like, you know, yeah it's, it's cool that like you're i suppose that you're honest about the things that you're thinking and that like i suppose that you think what we think when we're doing stuff like you know like it's it's interesting like you mentioned there that like guys in the back were talking about doing their wall balls and broken and stuff like that is there much kind of uh is there much like shit talk in the warm-up area where like you know people are trying to psych each other out being like oh yeah i'll probably open it like 140 like just seeing how people react <laughs> yeah no that. yeah no there's definitely stuff that happens like that i mean everyone's trying to get a little bit of the edge i mean don't get me wrong everyone's still nice to each other but there's yeah. definitely that kind of gamesmanship that's going on kind of trying to compete with everybody i mean i definitely did a little bit too i mean with the sandbag event i got into the warm-up area like an hour early and started messing around with the sandbag, trying to figure out ways to do it. And I found a good way that felt super good and consistent. And once athletes started showing up to warm up, I stopped. <laughs> Didn't like do any more sandbag cleans. I didn't want to see my technique and try yeah, it. And yeah. I'm like watching everyone else do it. And I'm like, oh, they're doing it way wrong. I'm like, I yeah, got yeah. this. Like, it's they're like, oh, awesome. just many ideas how to do this. No, I've never touched one. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's that? So. Uh, that was, um, I mean, it was definitely trying to get everyone's edge on there, but uh, did cool. you? So did you pick out filthy then because it was like it was like the first one, and you want to hit the ground running and do as many as possible, or like was there other aspects at play of why you picked that event? Um, definitely that was one of them. I wanted to kind of get rolling on the year and uh, kind of see where I was. But uh, I mean, honestly, I've gone to Wadapalooza the past four years in a row. Yeah, and I didn't go this year. This is the first year I haven't gone, but. Waterpalooza is kind of one of those big events. A lot of people go to it. Um, is that because he qualified to go there? That you, did you like cancel other ones then because he qualified? Yes. Yeah. So you gave yourself yeah, like an off season I, I, and a ramp or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, my plan was to do West Coast. That was that got canceled, and then uh, to do Can West Games. Uh, West Coast was in March, and then Can West was in uh, uh, early June. I was like, all right, like ramp down after Ireland then ramp up for West coast and then hit can West. And then the games are two months after that. Yeah. And that was my plan after I qualified. But before that I was doing one every month. And to be honest, I was trying to pick those events where I thought I had like my best shot going forward. Um, and obviously Waterpalooza is one of those ones that have a big names that go there and it's, yeah. it's a pretty tough competition. And uh, I wasn't going to go to that one this year. And it's kind of one that you go to, you have a lot of fun. There's a lot of athletes there. I mean, it's in Florida, nice weather. Yeah, it seems like a party, even just the way that it's like under lights and all that. Like, Yeah. I yeah, think, uh, I know. And Keith, then Keith knows how to put on a party, I think. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely an awesome run event and I, and I love it. And it, it was just hard not going this year, but uh, Filthy 150 was kind of my version of that this year. I never... I've really left the country so uh yeah i wanted to go kind of see somewhere new i ended up spending like 10 days in ireland uh so i didn't just go compete and come home kind of hung out and uh it was definitely super cool to see and definitely want to go back so with that uh with that sandbag workout was that is that your highlight of the filthy then 
Yeah, no, it, that, there's, I had two highlights and that for sure was one of them. I mean, just, I think I did probably over a thousand to 2000 sandbags after Granite Games knowing that yeah. I was a uh, hard on it, which is really awesome for my coach. My coach is just kind of one of those guys. Oh yeah, this is your weakness. We're going to do it until it's not a weakness. And uh, yeah. that was super cool to kind of go out there and compete at the top. And also the, the one rep max snatch event. I was yeah. super pumped about that. I mean, I didn't have a huge snatch. I mean, I still got fifth or sixth in that event, I think. Yeah. But uh, I haven't PR'd my snatch since high school. It's since my senior year. It's been like three years. And as, as I haven't been able to PR it, and I was able to go to them in Ireland and in the warm-up area, I PR'd my power snatch. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, this is awesome. And then, man, it felt great. I, in the warm-up area, I bumped up my start weight by uh, five kilos. I was going to open at... I'm not sure. I don't know the pounds of kilos, yeah, but I was going to yeah. open up at uh, um, 260 or 255, which is 10 pounds under my max. Yeah. And I ended up opening up at my max of 265. And I hit, I hit four lifts without a miss and had like a 12 pound PR. So I was, uh, I was super happy yeah, about cool. that event. It was super cool to see. Um, I suppose on this show then I've had, so Tommy and Sean from Talking Elite were on and then more recently Chief Keefe was on. And mm-hmm. they all pick you out as your one to watch um, as like an up and comer. Do you find that like flattering? Do you find it intimidating? Do you find it like, is it in one ear and out the other? Or are you kind of like, oh, that's nice anyway, and move on? Or are you kind of like, oh shit, what if I don't like hit the <laughs> I think I will? Yeah, no, kind of, uh, I, I definitely like when I, I hear it and it's definitely awesome to to hear, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Like I want to do my own work and get in there. I'm going to keep grinding, but it's definitely nice to like know that some other people kind of like they see the hard work I'm putting in and appreciate it. And it's definitely been really cool. I mean, I've always, I was trying to make the teenage games for the two years that I was in it and yeah. uh, I was never able to make it. And then uh, I went to, I, I aged out. I was 18 and I wanted to go to California regional. I was able to qualify and I was like, Oh, like, like, all right, like next year, I got like 15th in California. I'm like, all right, next year, like I want to get that top five. I want to make the games. And then it got switched to the West Regional. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right. Like this year, I was like, all right, I got like 14th. I was like, all right, next year, like I- I'm going to get it this year. And then all the regionals were gone. And now it's sanctionals. And uh, but um, definitely been chipping at it along the way. And uh, it's definitely really cool to see people seeing the progress I've made. It's definitely appreciate it especially those people i think because they're two such prominent voices and like they've proven that they like they know what they're talking about like they know you know they yeah. have a good eye like you know um i suppose like you've touched on it there like so you probably were in a, in a good shout of qualifying for the teenage games and you age out then mm-hmm. you finish like 15th in california and you're eyeing up the following year and then the plates move underneath you and it's changed that the regionals change then you do well in that and you you know you leave yourself a good position for the following year then the plates change under you again and we change the sanctional season and like you do what you're supposed to do you go you win a sanctional you're qualified for the games you're sorted and then the plates change under you again and now we're in this position of like ambiguity where we don't really know what's going on Castro's on talking league fitness there the other week saying like well not saying, but more or less saying, like, that's probably not going to be on. Like, are you, is it hard to compartmentalize that kind of stuff and to be like, look, whatever happens, happens? Do you train as if the game's going ahead? Do you, like, 
I suppose is it hard like it's a lot of blows to suffer in like four years to just constantly yeah it's like you're kind of like not how to describe it it's like that you know like a cartoon where you're running and not moving like you know it's like something <laughs> yeah. just out of reach every time like like how do you deal with that mentally uh no it's, it's uh I mean before it was always uh not easy but it was definitely easier for me I mean in the teenage division I think I got like 17th in it and then i aged out and then yeah. we took top 10 and the next year they took top 20. Yeah. so like it's just like all these little things keep happening which what made me like deal with it better is like all right like when i go to the games like like i want to like do something i don't want to go there and kind of get last place and enjoy the moment like yeah. i want to go there and like actually compete and uh be in contention so like every time Things got switched up, like I said, from going to California or aging out and then going to the California, then the West Coast. Now the sanctional season, I was like, I just want to, I was like, all right, like, I, I don't want it to be easy. Like, I want it to be hard. Like, when I get there, like, I want to know I earned it. Like, like, the California regional was a weaker regional, and then they changed it to the West Coast, was was definitely one of the hardest regionals. I was like, all right, yeah. heck yeah. Like, if I get my game spot, like, I, I would have earned it, like. And, and I suppose if you, if you, if you qualify out of West, you know you're probably going to finish top half at the games anyway, like because the, yeah. the field that you're coming up against in the regionals, like. Yeah, I know for sure, and that was kind of my mindset. But obviously, with uh, everything that's going on right now, it's definitely been a been a little bit harder. Uh, definitely, I mean, finally, like, was able to qualify for the games, and I'm pretty happy with my fitness. I mean, especially going into West Coast, I felt like I was the fittest I've ever been, and I was really ready to go out there and. Uh, kind of show people what I've been working on and then that got canceled and I was like all right like it's all good like I got the game still like it's gonna be good and now the games are still they're on edge now and yeah. uh Castro came out and said that he'd, he'd be pushing for people to uh have to re-qualify if they end up canceling the games and it's just definitely been hard but like me and my coach have sat down and talked about it like it sucks but that's it like it's, it's out of my control what am I gonna do sit here cry about it like yeah. But there's not much I can I can really do about it besides uh, work on my fitness and try to stay really fit. And as of right now, the games aren't canceled. He hasn't uh, put anything out, so I'm training like the games are are this summer. Yeah, and like how like if he did come out and say, okay, games are canceled, um, we'll just scrap. Like this year just didn't happen, so we're looking for new national champs in the in october we're looking for new sanctional champs from november on like would you see that as like another way to be like right push me back and i'll just fucking work harder or like is it just like oh come on like just give me a break yeah i mean i definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna have that that feeling just like like another thing happened but like i said i don't don't want the easy way i want to I want to show people I did it. And I mean, if then again, I make the games this year and I was able to go there and compete. Like I want to prove to people that like, I'm not just a one-time games athlete. I, I want to be there for like years to come. I want to be a seasonal games athlete. And uh, that's the opportunity I'll have to look at it as like, all right, like let's show people that like last year wasn't a fluke. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, I, like I can compete at that level. And uh, I'll, I'll, that will be kind of my mindset going into the next year. If that, happens to happen is just show people that that i can't compete and i'm still really you're not a flash (laughs) Um, yeah your like mindset and positivity and stuff then is that like is that something that you work on with your coach or is it something that like 
you know you kind of touch on if something happens or if like if it if say if you get knocked back do you kind of discuss things then or are you constantly chipping away at it like maintaining it um it definitely me and my coach sit down and uh, and have that mindset i think crossfit is a huge is a huge mind game if you're mentally tough then uh i think you can you can go really far in that sport and uh uh it's not something that i work on every like work sit down and talk with my coach with every day but um definitely have that conversation a couple times a month and every day in my training um kind of like i was telling you like what's going through my head and uh in those workouts is uh it's just trying to stay positive and and just t- like tell yourself you can do it and kind of trying to say positive self-talk. I mean, if you're telling yourself like it hurts really bad in the middle of a workout, it's probably going to start hurting really bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, just kind of stay positive and tell yourself you can do it. And uh, just That's focus on what you can. Until it starts hurting really bad. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start feeling real sorry for yourself. <laughs> when you're doing the wall balls at filthy then and you drop the ball and you think like, you know you have those negative thoughts i suppose of like oh like you know shit like it's gone now because like it's happening again like this is granite games all over again like is the like when the timer goes and your coach gives you the thumbs up and says you do it like do those thoughts just vanish or like after that event then do you say to your coach like man i really thought i fucked it up on those wall balls like i i was saying to myself you're it's going to happen again and then do you revisit that or is it kind of like fuck it who cares like you know i just move on i've yeah. got my ticket like yeah uh no definitely i mean um one of my good memories is that as after every workout me and my coach kind of sat down we talked about the highlights of that event and uh what, what went really well like what i executed well uh and stuff like that and then we sit down and we talk about like what we can work on no matter if i got first in that event or last in the event like there's always room to improve and we sat down and kind of jotted out jotted out notes after each event and uh so when the weekend's all over we can go back and look at it and be like hey like these are some of the things we got to work on and i remember that sandbag event i was so pumped that like i did like a lot better i went from yeah. 17th place at granite game to getting a second place in the sandbag event i was super excited and uh me and my coach sat down after the event and i was super excited and he's like hey he's like i I don't know if you remember watching it, but there was a sprint to the finish between yeah, me yeah. and three other guys. And uh, it shouldn't have been a sprint to the finish. I kind of uh, saw myself in a little bit of a lead and I saw the two guys. And I was making each length in five throws or four throws. I forgot what it was. And my last throw landed right on the line. So I had to do an extra one. And uh, we talked and said, like, this no matter, like, where you're at like you got to keep pushing i mean those guys are close i mean what happens if that guy that if they happen to beat you then or if you were chasing somebody in first instead yeah. of uh like getting more points then all three of you guys got the same amount of points because you all tied for second so um is that the one you of, is that the one that you slid across the line yeah there's a cool picture out of like a it was like a shutter picture that was very cool <laughs> yeah yeah no it was definitely a cool event and it was good but um no matter what happens when the coach sit down and uh, think about like what we can work on, what we can do better, but at the same time, kind of celebrate those victories. Yeah, and then good. after the event's who, over, kind of, uh, who is your coach? Move. Uh, his name's Adam Neifer. He's a uh, owner of CrossFit Fort Vancouver and, um, uh, Washington. It's, and um, how did you, yeah, how did you eight. end up linking up with him? Um, a, a friend of a friend. It was, uh, uh my, my previous coach, he kind of had other things going for him and he wasn't just, 
as committed to the yeah. sport as I felt like I was. So um, uh, I just kept talking to my, well, one of my friends, he's been in the sport for a long time and uh, he was kind of reaching out to people that he knew he was in, in other programs and uh, ended up reaching out to uh, Adam and I, uh, he doesn't coach any athletes. He, he's been on the, he's been to the games 10 times on a team on a team sorry my bad not team <laughs> but uh he's a he's a very veteran athlete and um he obviously coaches the people at his gym but he doesn't really have outside programming but i reached out to him uh he had me write some letters and kind of what um my goals were and things ended up working out really well and that summer i was i moved in with him for a couple months and we, we have we formed a really good relationship so it was a uh, so he's Definitely been like a, a bit of a father figure then as well, kind of like he really took you in. Yeah. I think uh, like I admire that, that he wasn't just like, yeah, fuck it, give me some money and I'll take you on. Like he was like, well, sell yourself to me, like prove to me that you want it. Like, you know, I think that's, it's admirable. Like, and I think it's obviously a good choice because you're like, your performances are improving all the time. Your mindset, like, you know, who I, I'm nobody to talk really, but like your mindset, for me anyway is like I feel fucking pumped just talking to you like and I'm just sitting on a chair and I'm like oh I'm ready to go do something like you know it's, <laughs> yeah you're you're clearly very well motivated you're clearly very well grounded as well so he's doing a really good job um with regards to your training then like walk me through I suppose an average week of training like uh is there is there like constantly a mix of strength and gymnastics and lifting and cardio or do you have like specific days for specific things or how does that work out um, well, we, my training is pretty, uh, pretty mixed. I mean, we try to do a little bit of everything every day. Um, I have a weightlifting coach and then, uh, Adam kind of does my, uh, CrossFit stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but they're both from the same gym. So they kind of talk about it and work through it. But Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, I start my day with a weightlifting session. Um, Thursdays and Sunday or Thursdays an active recovery. Sunday is complete rest. And then Monday through Wednesday and Friday and Saturday, I uh, do uh, two sessions a day. And, and then wads um, like or yeah, no uh, wads. Uh, me and Adam, we kind of program for for volume, but we do a lot of volume and a lot of hard work. I mean, like I said, there's always so many things to work on. I feel like if you're just not like I'm still learning so much, and I feel like you have to do so much like volume to learn. I mean. We don't think about burpees like they have technique to them and you got to practice them to learn how to be really efficient and pull-ups and snatches there's different ways to cycle a 75 pound barbell than a 135 than a 185 like just getting all those repetitions in and learning and uh we have a google doc where we write down like like notes and on how workouts felt like different things that I tried and tried to do burpees this way. And I was like, Nope, that didn't work. <laughs> that made it really hard. So, uh, just training, doing all the things. I mean, someone like Matt Frazier, I mean, he's been in the game for a really long time and at the top level and he's learned so much. So I feel like you don't have to train as much volume because he always has yeah. so much knowledge and he has to work on staying fit. But at least at the stage, I feel like I'm at right now, like there's so many things I got to learn and, and work on. And the only way to do that is with a lot of volume. So, my first session is kind of like a weightlifting session and then uh, try to do two other pieces, normally like two other Metcons. And then my second session normally has three to four pieces with one of them being accessory and then two to three other Metcons. And like when you started working with him, did you kind of 
like did you have to ramp up your volume or like did you get a shock at the start when he programmed for your first were you like looking at the page going like this is a mistake he's done like four days in one year <laughs> yeah no I, I i still get that i mean he puts out my workouts a week in advance i look at it and i'm like oh my gosh like this is gonna be gnarly but uh I mean, that, that's one of the things that excite me. Some people that they like shooting for intensity and doing kind of short sessions, but like seeing all that volume and all the work, I mean, I just think about it like, man, I'm working harder than anyone else. Like, like no one else is doing this. I mean, I'm sure there's probably 200 other guys out there that are doing the same things as me, but in my head when I'm doing them, I'm like, nope, I'm getting ahead of people. Like I'm getting ahead, I'm getting ahead. And uh, it's kind of having that mindset every time. I'm, I'm like, you're like the living box. embodiment of that you know hustle line like do uh, like do it in the dark when nobody's watching so you can do it in the light when everybody sees like oh you're like Heck that yeah. seems to be your mindset about it like it's yes uh, yeah i think for sure like you mentioned there about the burpees like i remember going to um jamie that he actually programmed the filthy 150 and i went mm-hmm. to his gym before in bua in dublin and like there was burpees and something else in a workout and he coached burpees at the start for like it must have been about 20 minutes and i like i'd yeah. never been to the gym before i just dropped in and i was kind of like what the fuck is this like who coaches burpees you just fucking drop yeah. on the ground and you get up again yeah and then like yeah. afterwards I was, like, when i was leaving the gym i was like oh so that's how you do burpees <laughs> it's like i've been doing them wrong <laughs> yeah. for like a year <laughs> yeah really like yeah no it's, it's definitely really cool and there's so yeah. many movements that i like i mean even wall balls i mean there's just there's so many things that you can learn just by doing it it's, it's pretty cool um do you find it hard then like say okay you uh a sandbag workout catches you out so then you hit sandbags really hard um you get that redemption then and that kind of like uh the reward of sandbags coming up again like um do you find it like it works for you being reactive or are, are you ever like if you do a workout and you're filling in your google doc at the end and you're saying like you know all oh, fucking rope climbs really caught me out there like i had to break them up more than i thought i would or whatever that kind of way like do you know yourself like oh that's just because i was tired or oh that's just because i you know didn't breathe properly or i didn't chalk my hands enough or whatever or like do you find it hard not to be like shit what went wrong there yeah um no definitely i mean definitely with a lot of volume like that i mean every day is not going to be a pr day and uh that's definitely one thing i struggled with like a lot like coming up is I have that mindset of like, just go like a hundred percent and like, like every day is going to be a PR. Like I'm going to do this. I mean, and, uh, kind of that realization is that like every day is not going to be a PR day and, uh, kind of hitting each workout with an intention. And I feel like when you kind of are about to start, like you kind of know like how you're feeling that day and how good it is. And like you said, like if rope climbs are coming up and I'm just feeling like wrecked, like, just going like full send on that workout's not going to do me any good. I'm just going to feel even worse tomorrow. So, I mean, just hitting that workout with intention, like, all right, like today I'm going to work on like, like I'm only going to do two pulls on this 15 foot rope. Like I'm going to jump up, I'm going to do stand up with my feet, like lock it in tight and like make sure my feet are under me. So my arms are getting more tired or, or whatever it is. And, uh, kind of having those little goals in your workout, like, all right, today my barbell cycling. Now, like, I'm not going to pause. Like, I'm only going to do sets of five. I'm not going to do singles. Like what, yeah. whatever it is, kind of having a goal, like I'm going to work on this, like uh, helps you get through those days that are like, that are really tough. But, um, and I think Ireland was definitely like a thing that helped me about that is uh, 
that month or two of training, like before, like I didn't feel like super great. Like the open was right there. I felt really beat up, but uh, I knew I was like putting in the work, even though I wasn't feeling the best. Like I knew I was in every piece with like the best, like the best intention I could. So when like game time comes, like I know I'm the best prepared. You don't want to be looking back being like, shoot, like I should have done this or I should have done that. Just know when you get there, like having that like confidence that you prepared for it is kind of what like, gets you through that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You have a remarkable mindset. Like it's, it, it's not ceasing to amaze me the further we go into the conversation. Like I kind of, like, <laughs> yeah, it's admirable. Like, um, okay. So if we'll say the game, we'll just say whatever happens, the games happen or doesn't happen, whatever. We'll, we'll just go, we'll skip ahead to like August. So, You've got a fresh mm-hmm. season regardless in September. You've got the Open coming up in October. You've got sanctions again. Like, have you have you planned that far ahead? Or are you going to wait till after, like, July and sit down with your coach and say, right, what are we doing this time? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely when the time comes, I'll sit down and talk with my coach. But uh, looking back on this season, uh, our goal was to qualify through the Open, and it didn't happen. And, like, that's okay. I mean, it's just it's Open's really hard competition, and that's one of the things I struggle with. But uh, I definitely know, like, coming in, coming in this next year, that would be something that would be really cool to do. I mean, for one, it's nice for the season. You're already qualified. Like, makes everything easy. But uh, for one, that's, like, one of the other things that, like, like I, I need to work on, too, is, like, I feel like, like my mindset is, like, I got to get through the qualifiers, and when I get there, like, I'm going to be able to show up. But, like, someone like Matt Frazier, I mean – he wins the open and then go wins the games. Like you, you don't want to have holes in your game. You want to be able to yeah. compete no matter what it is. I, Dave Castro was saying that there's a possibility that they could do the games online. Yeah. And I feel like it'd be closer to like an open style thing. And that's one of the things that like, I feel like I struggle with. And it's one of the things I got to work on. So uh, it'd be interesting. Like I, be heard that, I heard that as well. And it's kind of like, it would wipe out so many of his, like games workouts like you know you're, you can't do a ruck yes. run because how can you prove yeah you know you can't you do, couldn't even run you can't do wins like run swim run you can't do paddle boarding you can't do can't really do a cycling event like it, it literally you're confined confined to those four walls you're confined yeah. to a rower because like this is the only thing they seem to think that gyms have that you know that you're yeah. guaranteed to have i suppose is our rower so like yeah it, it would be very limiting <laughs> like it would really just yeah you know you're looking at i mean there's a fairly high chance that karen might come up so you'd be you could be quids in there if that came up <laughs> yeah huh <laughs> yeah no for sure i mean it's just crazy to think about i mean uh i mean some of these country champs that have qualified for the games i mean uh that their countries are kind of just getting into the sport of crossfit they don't have i mean they might not even have rope climbs i mean yeah. and then if there is rope climbs like you have to measure it out that it's 15 feet and, and all these things there's like so many things that like you I couldn't well, do because the uh, like the open last year there's a couple of kind of controversies and stuff about like yeah scores and about measuring and about all this kind of stuff like so i think like the, the issue i suppose with the open is that you're relying a bit too much on people's honesty and you're relying a bit too much on yeah. like you know kind of weird standards like the handstand push-ups and you know like you're, it's, it's there's too many too many variables like you know i know at the games you'll have you know you might have one judge in one lane another judge in the other lane or you might have like you know ground that's faster for a sled than other ground or whatever but like you know i think when you're relying on a video being recorded and uploaded to youtube or whatever there's a lot more variables there than there like it's a lot more controlled in the games 
So I suppose yeah. it's, they've an awful lot of kind of problem solving to do. I think if, if things don't go ahead, um, did you watch the documentary, the fittest? Yes, for sure. What did you think? No, I did. Um, I mean, not getting the nitty gritty of that. I mean, every time I watch like the fittest or, or redeemed in the dominant, man, I get, I guess get so amped. I mean, yeah. I you watch those videos. I think the we games, all yeah. these guys are going, man. I like, I, I watched it at night. I probably, I didn't finish it till late, probably not till like 11 o'clock, man. I was ready to go out and just freaking start working out. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a great, like great video. And, uh, I love watching. It. I mean, before the open every year, I watch Redeemed and the Dominant. Just kind of get my lamp and get like pumped. ready to go. Yeah, I get pumped up. But uh, I think that's that's my, my mistake as well is that I always watch. I watch those documentaries like you know, late at night or in like late evening, like you know, on Netflix or whatever. And like I think I need to start watching them at like seven o'clock in the morning or whatever because like I'm going to bed. Going, yeah, like, I know. man, I reckon I could do handstand push up now if I tried. Like, so <laughs> I'm like all this exactly. wasted energy. Um, what did you think yeah. of the programming at the games last year then? Did you pay much attention um, to it at the time? Like, No, I, I definitely paid a lot of attention to it. And I think a lot of it, I mean, you could say one way or the other, but uh, I think when you like really look at it, I mean, Dave Castro is kind of a controversial guy, but uh, when you look at it, I mean, he's, it's a competition to find like the fittest on earth. And like he said, like, I don't think you can argue that Matt Frazier and uh, Tia were not the fittest people in the competition. So when you look at it from that like perspective, I mean, the games did their job, but uh, I definitely think that there was uh, some things that he's probably going to change if he's not going to admit, admit he's going to change them. If he is going to change them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, he he won't admit anything. Uh, I mean, yeah. and I think all this controversy that's going on. I mean, I don't think he cares at all. I mean, you look at I his think he loves it. Like, those... He loves it. Look, at he's stoking these fires. Like, you know, he's putting up a clip of Matt Fraser yeah. yesterday going like tagging the top 10 saying like, I wonder which of you guys he's talking. I was like, Jesus, Dave. Okay. Yeah. I was like, dude, he's ruthless. You know, I mean, he, like, I think he gets super excited about that stuff. So yeah, no, no matter what people like do. He's, he's a, he's a bit of a keyboard warrior. I think he's like, he enjoys that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just like throwing a grenade and then walking away. And like, I like, yeah, I, I picture him like in the ranch, just like typing a message and then like turning off his phone or like turning off notifications. Yeah. So I'm just leaving yeah. it for like two days. And they'll be like, I wonder what's happening there in that conversation. Like, Yeah, I know. I mean, I try to look through the comments on some of the pictures and he doesn't even respond to anybody. I'm no, like, he never does. Like yeah, yeah, he, he just posts it and like, whatever. Yeah. He just he, throws he in a grenade care. and walks away. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the open announcements when you like post those pictures, like everyone's yeah. like, Oh, it's this i mean he's just like having getting people all riled up yeah like uh, tommy said when he was on he was like they oh, i can't remember where he said they were like madrid or barcelona or somewhere and castro they were walking past the statue and castro was like oh i just need to take a picture of this for the open announcement next year and it was kind of like oh piss off like there's no way that it actually means anything like you know we all know it doesn't mean anything just like at least admit it but again he's so defiant he's like no there's a thought process behind everything and it's like oh. yeah 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 did exactly. you ever look at those and try and work it out or are you just like oh heck yeah i mean I, I think it's so fun i mean i'm sending it to everybody at my gym like oh man it has to be this or this yeah or this. i love uh, that's one of my favorite things about the now. open is how adamant people get that they're like it's definitely a 21 <laughs> and then it's like something totally different they're like yeah okay yeah, and then next week they're like it's definitely this <laughs> definitely this i mean i think it was this past year the year before i mean you posted like a field of grass i'm like how is yeah. this like Still, we're going through and picking it apart, and 
That's yeah. crazy. I wish he like would post another picture after that kind of explained it. Like, oh yeah, but you see, like, then the fun of the fun of for him is probably gone if he explains, yeah, like what it means, because then someone might yeah. actually be able to work one of them out sometime. Like the thing, yeah. one of the funniest people to follow on it is Chandler Smith. Like some of his comments on the different pictures, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like you know the like I think I did a, a one picture last year. I put in like you know a, like uh, I pretended like it would have looked like I'd done about 12 hours research behind my comment, whereas I just made it up on the spot. But he does that for every picture where he's like, you know, <laughs> well, in 1985, and he likes to start going into it. Like, it's yeah, pretty it funny. Goes like. On. Yeah. Um, so I usually finish with a quick fire, kind of an okay. either or style, uh, and then a, a couple of kind of more long-winded questions at the end, I suppose, to give you a bit of thinking time. Um, so snatch Wait. or clean? I'll go clean. Um, uh, Americano or flat white? Flat white's like a small latte. I'll do flat white. Uh, regionals or sanctionals? I like sanctionals. Uh, a rook or vest? Vest. Uh, chipper or a sprint? Chipper. Uh, the first thing you put into your gear bag every time. My shoes. <laughs> you just walk barefoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I don't put them in there, I'm going to forget it. <laughs> uh, the best piece of equipment you've ever bought? Man. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I try not to use equipment. I feel like if I use a belt, like, I try to train without a belt, train without lifters, train without that. But, uh, I mean, the belt's pretty nice. I like my belt. <laughs> uh, burger or steak? Steak. Um, favorite cheat meal? Definitely pizza. Same. Um, okay, you're uh, heading to the games. Castro's giving you a team ticket, and he says you can pick anyone to be on your team. And you have like your so Froning's team is still there, so they're the ones to beat. What other guy and two girls are you picking? What other guy and two girls? All right. Well, I'm going to take Matt and Katrin for sure. <laughs> Are they on the table? Can I take them? Yeah, wherever you want, man. Okay. I mean, reason why I'm taking Matt is I love his, uh, his, his mindset and like, and like those documentaries. I mean, when you watch the, the review of the dominant and he's like, sits there and he's like, I want you to be on your best game. Like I want a good race and, yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, some people can take that as cocky, but I think he's just confident in himself. I think, I, I, I think the new one you saw, like the the fittest, you got a real like insight into how his brain works. Like when I think it's the first time his back has been properly against the wall since he became so dominant. And I think when he was going up, I don't know, was it? I think it was the the clean uh, clean workout. You know. Oh yeah. One, and he was doing a talking headpiece and a voiceover, and he was like, you know, his mindset at the time was like, right people think you're going to buckle when you're under pressure. So let's see. And I think that was like, like, I always admired him and I thought he was great. And I like, you know, he's clearly one of the greatest to ever do the sport, but I think it was just a bit like kind of predictable that like, Oh, of course he's going to win it or whatever. But then yeah. I think it was cool. Like I gained, okay. I had a lot of respect from like in the sports side of things, but I think like personality wise, I gained a lot of respect from him in that. And I found him to be a lot more interesting because I suppose he never really had anything to talk about. Cause he was just like, yeah, I'm the best. And then I'll just beat whatever he put in front of me. Whereas this time he was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, I was pretty, my back was against the ropes there for a good while. But, you know, it was nice to be able to hear him. 
I suppose have those thoughts that you had after Granite Games and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know that he was obviously working through stuff in his own head. He's human, like you know. Um, yeah. So what two girls then? Okay, so I'll probably take definitely Tia. I mean, I think her and Matt are. I mean, they always already work well together. They train all the time. But I think yeah. she she has like that really good mindset of kind of kill or be killed, like yeah. put in that work. And I mean, Matt Fraser's freaking quote is "hard work pays off," and I yeah. feel like I kind of that's how I work out too. But uh, my fourth teammate, hmm, probably Camille. Okay, I'll take Camille. I like Camille. You got a nice, there's a nice, there's a nice height balance. Can I change mine? Yeah. I'm changing mine. I'm taking Brooke, Brooke Wells. Okay. Why, did, Brooke why Wells. the last minute reshuffle? I was just trying to think. I've, I've always really liked Brooke Wells and, I, and I've met her too, but uh, I think with that feel, I think we're all pretty uh, strong athletes and, and, and Brooke Wells has been to the games uh, quite a few times and I think it'd be kind of cool to have four uh individual athletes kind of all get put together because i don't think any of us have ever been uh, on a team before and i think camille's done she's been on a team this past year so kind of cool to kind of put all the individuals together and uh see how it worked out i feel like i feel like it'd be like the three of them would be like bringing their kid on a school trip or something that like three of them would be like so like game face and you'd be like oh my god look at that wall you know like you'd be really excited about <laughs> yeah, everything exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, listen, Justin, thanks a million. Um, I hope that whatever happens, I hope you get your opportunity at the games because I think you deserve your chance to show what you're capable of, whether that's this year or next year. Um, I have every faith that you'll achieve your goals. You'll qualify through the, through the Open if you want and you'll surely show up in another couple of sanctions. I think from what I've seen at Filthy, um, Tommy and Keith are bang on in their... I praise love you and I think from talking to you today it's genuinely really impressive like you're for someone that's you know relatively young your mindset is admirable your coach is doing a great job you're doing a great job so listen keep it up stay safe and keep washing your hands yeah no thanks Ben. I appreciate it <laughs> cheers Have a good one. thanks very much really appreciate it awesome thank you